Welcome back to the Knicks Rewind podcast. Um, as we say at the start of almost every episode these days, it's been a while. But now, it's been a while, yes. Yeah, but now while. we have a pretty exciting announcement that we're going to be joining a basketball network. It's called um, the Basketball Podcast Network with Amaze Media. We're very excited about that. Um, to we are very you know, about network that. with yeah. some other guys, build some connections, have some great guests on for you guys. It's going to be really fun. Anyway, that's a short announcement. That's more details yeah. about that will come later. Yeah, we're gonna, be, we're gonna be pumping out a lot more content though. So look for these weekly, maybe twice a week. It will be um, twice a week. Yeah, maybe twice a week. At least weekly though. Yeah. We'll pro- I'll promise. We can promise weekly. Uh, so yeah, so we're just since we haven't done one of these in like a month and a half, we're not gonna go obviously through every game that we've missed because that's pointless and who cares about that. So we'll talk about last night's big win against the Lakers. Uh-huh. We'll talk about just some other guys recently how they've been playing just shoot out yeah. some stats some numbers some thoughts um and some just eye test stuff so let's just get started get right into it last night the knicks defeated the lakers i felt good throughout pretty much the whole game the lakers didn't look very good uh you know they cut it to five at one point i think it was li- mm-hmm. either late third early yeah. fourth but you know we controlled the game we like we were game. we controlled the game yeah yeah uh, but so. you know, with the likes of Noel's defense and Taj Taj's hustle, we were able to prevail, which was nice. So we beat them one eleven to ninety six, a fifteen point victory, at home. That makes us having a three game winning streak. We just won the three straight at home. Yeah, I want to talk about this real quick because we, I was getting, yeah. I was getting really sad after the loss to what? Minnesota, the loss to Dallas. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know what? The season from heaven, it's slipping away. It was a great I, I, run. Yeah. And if we don't even win another game, like I'll still be happy with what we saw this year. I was I was I was talking on Twitter and to you and to family and friends, like how the season felt like it was coming to a close and we were fighting for one of the shitty playing games. But yeah. now I'm fully revived and I'm ready to go again. <laughs> These three games felt- Yeah, go ahead. I, I felt I it just it felt eerily familiar um, in my in my short tenure as a Knicks fan and in my short time on this earth so far this has happened a few times where we've we've kind of hung around 500 um, about halfway through the season and then just lost a bunch of close games in a row and that w- that is what happened like we, we lost a bunch of close games in a row but but this team is different and I think it starts with Thibodeau and it starts at the top and I was saying the same things as you I was like I, I was very mad at this team for a very long time, like a, a, a good solid week there when I just everything about it just disgusted me with the way that we were playing. And it was just but 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 I would I'm happy to say that we are out of that. Like very you said, happy. it starts at the top with what Tibbs and the whole coaching staff has been doing. But what these guys do on a nightly basis and how they always yeah. fight, you know, and we saw this with the Memphis game, which was just a phenomenal game. That was one of my favorite games of the year, especially watching my favorite player, my guy R.J. Barrett, like just take over that game. It was so fun. For that me. was that was the most fun game. One of the most fun games I've. That in Atlanta were probably my two favorite games of the year. And I love Sacramento too. That Sacramento, the big blowout where we scored like 140. Frank played yeah. it for like the first time, and that was one of the happiest moments of my life. Yeah, that was actually the last. I think that was the last time we did a podcast. That game. yeah, I think it was too. Um. But yeah, I mean, the way this team continues to fight night in and night out is so fun. So specifics of last night. Randall had a big night. There were some there's some critiques I have though. Will you read out his stat? Will you pull up the stats real quick? I should have had those up, but um 
he had a great night. I think he had like 31, uh, three assists, another double-double with rebounds, obviously, as he always does. There And, you know, the shot making is great. He shot like 50% from the field or something like that. I have very little complaints with Randall, but to get nitpicky, I don't even know if it's nitpicky because it, I mean, it might be a little bit bigger than nitpicky. Yeah. The offense, when he's in the game, he holds the ball a little long yeah. at times and it, it disrupts the flow. Like we'll go on a run or he'll and be struggling and he'll try to shoot out of something and it and it won't go great. What do uh-huh. you see? I have the stats up now. Um, and, I, and I saw a, a lot of similar things to you with, with Randall. I, and I've seen this for a while now. It feels like kind of ever since the break, he's become a little bit more ball stoppy. Like there are a lot of times when there are wide open guys just like right next to him. And he just doesn't like look at them. Like he is zoned in tunnel vision on the basket. He also, he was very good at the beginning of the year at passing out of double teams and, you know, making that quick decision and forcing the defense to kind of scramble a bit. But he's kind of gotten in a weird position with the double teams now. Um, he kind of spins around and nibbles and takes a while to decide who he wants to pass to and often ends up in a turnover. Um, but he shot the shit out of him last night. I mean, he and was, he hit some big shots. A couple of his threes were dropping. He, he just my- had, from the beginning of the game, you could just tell that he was going to score a lot. But at the same time, I, I would still think that there's a bit of a different tone to his game. Like he had four assists and seven turnovers. You know, last night. And and that's that's okay. But, like, when you have three more turnovers than you have assists, that's a big problem. And it's something to look out for later in the year. But I think he needs to kind of go back to that first half um, type of player that he was when he was letting the game come to him. He was making quick decisions. He was kind of sticking to his jumper. I, I've seen a little bit more. He kind of just rams his way inside and, and hopes for the best and he's very good at that but he's also i don't know i i i've seen a little bit with randall that i haven't loved and i don't love saying this Dude, either because yeah. of how I don't love saying phenomenal he's been and the improvements yeah. he's made like it's it, but you know now he's set an expectation for himself exactly yeah where and it's become a nightly thing like where it's, it became a nightly thing where he was just great making great reads great at everything when he has a game where he doesn't always do that you know you notice it and last yeah. year, this this game of seven turnovers, three assists would be you know a regular thing. But now, or four assists, whatever it was. Um, but now, we we see it. it. It stands out more. Yeah, and and we we talked. I mean, Johnny and I text every game, and I'd say at the beginning of the year, anytime Julius did anything, we're just like, all hail Julius! Like we loved him, like everything he did. And now it's kind of like it feels like I'm sending more negative text than I am positive text about him. Cause it's just like, I'm getting a little bit, I can get a little bit frustrated um, with the way he plays sometimes, but yeah, all I mean, in all, it's just a little, shot making is an asset. Yeah. I mean, he's been incredible all year, but sometimes when the ball stops in his hands a little bit, when I wanted him to make the extra pass to RJ or, you know, whoever we got in the corner, Reggie, or Reggie whatever. right. And it doesn't happen. I'm like, Oh, you should have seen that. But also like, he's been great all year. Like, what am I going to say? Yeah. RJ had an off night. I think he was like two for 11. I thought he had a great game last night. I thought he played really well. I, he didn't shoot well, but he played really, really good basketball. He played great defense, too, all night. Pass. He and he, he had some great – he started off the game with, like, three assists. I don't think he had many more, but he also had some great pass that were just missed shots. Or, or foul. pass yeah. two assists type great shots. So, I mean, that's just phenomenal to see. One, that was, like, the main thing. That in the three-point shooting, obviously, heading into this year that I wanted to see. I wanted, him, I wanted to see him, like – 
have a takeover factor. And although we haven't seen it aside from actually like the Memphis game where he's like taking over by scoring, we've seen him take over with his playmaking a bit mm-hmm. and him running the offense. And for a kid doing that at 20 years old is spectacular. I completely agree. I think the ball needs to be in his hands more, um, especially late in the game. I think one thing I noticed is that he's the third option in crunch time, you know, because Burks, the offense runs through Burks. It's really bizarre, actually. I want to talk about this for a minute because he recently, he's been like really quiet first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter hits and he'll, he like, he the ball he gets up. he brings up the ball and it generally doesn't leave his hand until at least one screener yeah. comes he takes a shot or maybe he'll make like one pass here or there but it's usually just like it goes through him which is really weird considering he comes off the bench doesn't play always great in the first three quarters it's bizarre and but i don't i mean it's i don't mind it he's closed it many bizarre. game for us he's hit some big shots no he he has i mean he has i'll give that to him but sometimes it's it can be a little hard to watch. Just him, just he kind, he's kind of, he plays kind of. We kind of call him a spaz sometimes because he goes to the basket and just like he, he's all over the place. Like he'll dribble the ball. He also doesn't take the best shots, but he has become our de facto fourth quarter point guard and and playmaker. And that's um, fine. But I, I mean, I'd rather him in the game when we need yeah. scoring and we need someone to create than like you know Elf. And at this point in his career, probably quickly too because of just inconsistency. Yeah, and, and the next stage, and, and if we want RJ to take that role, the next stage for RJ is is really to become a good one-on-one isolation scorer. Specifically and ball handling. Specifically, yeah, specifically ball handling and, and be able to create his own shot. And as RJ is, what he's become is a really, really good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, and he's really good, like, off the catch, going to the basket, attacking closeouts, and he's great. And going, you know, going downhill, off pick and rolls, downhill off pick and rolls, he's unstoppable. But the next step for him is to become, and he's taken all the necessary steps so far. But what's separating him right now from becoming like a very good player and a and an all star is that isolation aspect. And and I, I assume he'll get there. Um, right. And, you know, our like, offense, like most NBA teams down the stretch, like it becomes pretty stagnant. Like guys are tired. Guys give it to one guy and like try to go get a bucket. Our guys are really tired, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our guys are. So you really see it's really prevalent yeah. with this team at the end of exactly. games. Like you're like, all right, Alec Burks, like you've had some rest. You come off the bench, like go get us a bucket. Or, you know, Randall yeah. will do it, too, where he'll try to just like take his guy. And he did this a couple of nights last night where he like turned over a couple of times, which was a little bit frustrating. But anyway. That, right, like as you said, that's the next step for RJ is being the guy who we can rely on to go get a bucket when it really matters. And exactly. you saw, I mean, you saw it happen a couple times where he caught the ball downhill against Memphis, and overtime he got a big bucket, or he was going downhill in the fast break mm-hmm. to tie the game. But also, when everyone is set and it's a five on five half court, you don't always see him get the ball, get a screen from Taj, and just go. Because it's usually an Alec Burks' exam, but and, and uh, not many uh. complaints. Because, like I said, he's closed so many games for us. But as a big RJ fan, I would like to see the ball in RJ's hands down the stretch more. I would too. I I do think I want to point this out. I think it's pretty awesome how I think mean, how well RJ's played, and there are still so many factors that feel like are in his way. Like he is a guy who's going to benefit from great spacing because of how much he attacks the basket. We still don't have great spacing. And the next best aspect of his game, arguably, is the way he plays in transition. And we do not get out in transition ever. Um, so I think, like, as we evolve as a team, 
as we kind of become younger and, and, and a lot of these guys continue to grow um, and we get more shooting, hopefully, I think he just I will continue to see that year to year improvement and he and he really becomes a, a great player. So I'm really excited for that. That's kind of our RJ segment. That'll be our yeah, RJ segment. Alfred Payton had a big game. Oh man! Look, shout out Colby Hall. Shout out Colby Hall, our guy. Anyway, Alfred Payton, yeah. he gets a lot of shit from us, from Nick's Twitter, from everyone, from everyone, no, like, <laughs> from even well even like Mike Breen that. sometimes. Yeah, and and uh, I, I noticed he took a three, and Clyde just yelled "brick," like <laughs> it was, I thought it was hilarious. But Elf had a great game. He was like assertive. Yeah, he, he went to the rim. And he was passing well. He got out in transition. He wanted to run. I was like, if you get this L 50% of the time, like that's still not the guy necessarily always want in the starting lineup, but like it's more respectable. Yeah. Elf is, Elf's a funny player. Like he, it's hard to define his game because he used to be this like fast pass first point guard who, you know, is, is, would just dime guys. That was his whole thing. Like he was just a pastor. Like I remember. And a good defender. And a good defender. And he doesn't really pass the ball a whole lot. Like I think his his career assist average coming into the season was like six and a half. Yeah, now and it's three. He's averaging three and a half this year, which is just odd. Like he he hadn't had a season I don't think below six. And it's um, weird because we have guys like RJ and Randall who can go score. It's not like he's yeah, it's, it's not like he's the only yeah. scoring option. And we have Reggie who's been great from three recently. Funny. So I, it's just it's a it's a weird fit. It's a weird yeah. play style, but I mean, he played a great game. I'm not going to say. Gets to the rim though, like I'll, I'll give him that. He gets and to he, the rim and he doesn't finish very well, but no, but he gets there, and some games he finishes well. Right, and and, and when the offense gets well. stagnant yeah. at times, it's nice to have a guy who will just like go to the rim rather than just settle for great a deep line. three. Exactly, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really settle. Like he, he occasionally he'll take one of those terrible floaters in the lane and a pull up jumper maybe or a a bad corner three but he he gets to the rim and this is probably the most positive i'll speak about him all year because inevitably he's gonna have what elf does is he has like four really bad games tibbs kind of stops playing him a little bit starts to look in other directions and then he has a great game yeah another great (laughs) game and then he just bought himself like 10 more games with Tibbs. exactly right like i remember there was a point when quickly was just balling early in the year and elf was playing terribly and Elf has one really good game against the Blazers, and Quick got like ten minutes, and I was like, "All right, like the Elf Elf starting for the rest of the year." Yeah, and that exactly. Was for the rest of the year. So, well, this I, is a but, good segment into the quickly stuff because recently he's been inconsistent. Yeah, uh, you know he still provides the big sport scoring spark off the bench that we'll need, and he'll he provides spacing and like him just being on the floor as a guy who can get to the line, hit an open three. Oh and create for guys like himself and other guys. Like, it's still valuable even if the shot's not dropping. No. But you like to see the shot dropping at a higher rate than it has been recently. He just – and I I love quickly to death. And I feel bad because I feel like he was in so much of a better position at the beginning of the year than he is now. Like, I love the Rose trade from all angles except for the fact I think it has hurt his development a little bit. I think at the beginning it was nice and he was playing really well, but I think since Rose has been on the team, Quickly's play has kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, just because minutes, I don't think he's he's not getting as much freedom. I feel bad because he's on he's similar to Obi in the sense sometimes that he plays like fourteen minutes or, or he comes in for five seven minutes 
and he gets yanked if he doesn't if he's not playing well. You know, he doesn't have Tibbs kind of has him on a short leash. Um, but I mean, other than other with quickly, like what what have you seen in terms of like why he's not scoring as much as he was early in the year? Well, he's on the scouting reports now, and you can see that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was prevalent, really prevalent in the Miami games that we've had where they'll just they did this with RJ too. They would just like trap him. And he's exactly. young, like he and he's young, he's not he's gonna get flustered, right? He's not gonna know exactly what to do. And like people know who he is now. He know that he, they know that he's a great three point shooter and they know the floater and his the floater has not been dropping recently. Not that's, been falling. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say. Falling. Like the floater's not dropping. He's gotta find a different and it's early. Like, we're not saying like this has to happen now. Like, he's a rookie who is a twenty fifth yeah, or whatever. Got a lot of time, and he's he's gonna he's gonna be. He's fine, gonna continue but... to get better, and he'll be a very good guard in this league for like a long time, I think. But right now, you got to have some sort of other move around the rim that you can go to because the the floater, yeah. like from the eye test, I don't have the numbers on it. It feels like it drops thirty percent of the he's time. He's not. He's not hitting his floaters. He has not hit his floaters in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And he also the one thing I've noticed also is he's. He, he was getting those cheeky foul calls a lot earlier in the year, and he doesn't get them anymore. Uh, yeah, that's just annoying I I because, it. look, I don't like that foul, but also, like, I, I, I also, but I what I like. Call like, it fairly. Yeah. Right, you got to call it fairly, and I just don't like when refs are inconsistent. I'd rather so. be refs be consistent with both teams, with them calling that call, them not calling that call. Then exactly. like, It's just because it's just annoying, right? Because he... He's obviously a young player. Like he, he thinks he should be getting these calls, and the way he was being officiated, in a way a lot of these other guys get officiated, they do get these calls. But now yeah, that I he's agree. not always getting them, it's 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 weird. It's become kind of like a weird hole in the game because objectively, like he is getting fouled, even if he's like kind of dribbling low and bringing his arms up and just running his arm or his arms into the hands or arms of another player or of a defender. He's still getting fouled, but. He, they're not calling it, and and they give that call to Harden, and they give these cheeky calls on the three pointers to Wes Matthews, like all of last night. And I don't know. I think getting to the line, not getting to the line as much, has really hurt his uh, his scoring production. And yeah. I, I hope, I don't know. I hope that can change. Um, he also he needs to figure out how to get all the way to the rim, because a floater is an inefficient shot. Um, he's got to figure out how to how to get to the rim. And, right, and, and you see, like he's still small. Right, he's not like he's, a he's strong. He's not a straight. He doesn't have a big frame. Like, he'll get bigger. Athlete. What do you yeah. say? He's not a big athlete. He's he not a huge athlete, right? So high, he's always yeah. used his finesse and technique to get to the exactly. line, floated over these bigs. But when the floater's not drawing, like dropping, you have to figure out, all right, how am I going to create contact in the paint against like an Andre Drummond? Yeah, I mean, he really has to work on his handle. He's got to like he honestly has to study a guy like Steph, and I, that's kind of an unfair comparison. But Steph is so good around the basket. Um, for not being an athlete, for not being for the not being a great guy, athlete, right? yeah, exactly. Like they're kind of comparable um, athletically. Um, like six two, six three, pretty skinny. Um, and he's got to work on his handle um, for that to happen. But Steph's so good finishing um, and using his body and like getting the ball over defenders and stuff. Another so. guy, another unfair comparison, but like a Dame Lillard. Exactly. Yeah. Type. Um, exactly. Anyway, okay, so we'll move on to Taj and Nerland's filling Mitch's role. This is not like specific to last night. This is more like over the last couple weeks because we haven't talked about this really. But it it also, this is a topic that has not, is not dated. Taj and Nerland's have done such a great job. And I'm so happy. Like we picked, like we signed Nerland's to a five-year contract 
And what was the stat? Five again? million. Five million. So that's so that's what I meant. Five million dollar contract. Five year contract. <laughs> Thank God we didn't sign it to a five year <laughs> contract. No, a five million dollar contract. Yeah. What was the stat? I should have it pulled up. That he's like number one in defensive number one plus in defensive minus. Box, box plus minus, like two or three in block percentage. Yeah. Like fourth in the league in blocks too. He, he's having a great year. He's having such a great year. And same – like Taj just defines what I want in a backup big. I love Taj. The guy knows his role. Yeah. He fights for every rebound. He's always gassed when he gets taken out. And like that's perfect. And he's, he's like – what, what is he, 36, 35? He's basically playing for free too. Like he's, he's not basically like a, he's not like playing a for free. Yeah. It's awesome. And these guys have done such a great job. And as as uh, Mike likes to point out on the broadcast, like Mitch is – injury could have been devastating like it could have exactly. completely really ruined our season yeah. as our starting big who was having his best season mm-hmm. defensively even if the numbers weren't you know as, as good as they have been but like he was right. having by the eye test and by like advanced stats his best defense yeah, best season. season yeah and offensive so uh, but they've done such a good job in filling that role I, I, i'm so happy with that i really am too i think it, just the way that taj comes in and might not play for that long um and might play for long. Like Tibbs sometimes leaves him he in. He closes it's very a lot of the games. It's very fluid. Yeah, the way that that the two of them, like they each kind of play like somewhere between like twenty eight and twenty minutes a night. And I don't know whoever's playing better on any given night, like finishes the game. And last night it was New Orleans, but Taj played really well too. You know, I think to have the two of them work as hard as they each do on defense, and New Orleans has a really unique skill set, just with the way he can move, and he's so bad. Like New Orleans block shots that I do not think are going to get blocked. Um, and Tosh just works and rebounds and boxes out and such a cliche, but does all the little things um, yeah. that you need him to do on the court. So huge fan of both. Yeah, just, we're just praising them and yeah. they deserve it because they've been so they've been keeping this season alive. They've been holding down the paint and it's so fun exactly. to watch because these guys They're have been unsung good. heroes of the whole season. Totally. You want to move on to the rental veteran? I think this is a really interesting topic. Yeah, yeah. So right now, Burks, Noel, and Rose, and I'm sure there's, and you know, like you got like Taj, but we're going to focus on those three guys. They're all unrestricted free agents after the season. We brought them all, or we traded for Rose, who's on his last year of his contract. Noel and Burks, we signed to one year deals. Which one of these guys would you want to bring back? Uh huh. And if so, what type of money would you pay them? So out of these three, I let Rose walk. Interesting. Uh, okay. I. What if it's for like he's getting paid seven million right now? You I wouldn't think, give him seven I, million. I he's gonna. I think he's gonna come pretty wanted by um, contenders on the market, and I think as we get younger and like I, I want to try to sign a younger guard this off season, and Rose is has kind of defied time and and health and and everything um over the course of his career like becoming still being the player he is i think he's 32 maybe but at the same time i just don't think he necessarily fits in with our future i think it depends on what kind of contract he can get but i don't think he fits in with our future plan i think we kind of make over um if he comes in as a backup you know if we get a guy like lonzo assuming we let elf go for the love of god for the love of God, and, and see him never. Sorry, Colby. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, Colby. But I, I, yeah, I Rose, and then hopefully sign Rose as a backup. But I feel like he's going to get a chance to start somewhere, and 
I don't want to give him that. I think we we sign a, a young guard. I want to see him go. I'll like you, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let me talk about Rose for a minute because I think it's interesting because I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's I, he he's enjoying his time here. And yeah, and, I bet you he know is. I love. I'm sure he loves playing under Tibbs and playing with Taj and these guys. Like he's building a culture here. If I had to guess, he would take a bit of a smaller deal to go to like a contender. Yeah, that that's what I'd think. Like to try to win a championship. To try to win a championship yeah. because right now, like at the way it's looking, he'll be the only MVP to never make the Hall of Fame. I think you know he boosts his it boosts one, his man. case a little bit. If yeah. he goes win the championship as like a solid yeah. good backup, but right. if 30... he goes to the Lakers or and he's like, if Schroeder leaves the Lakers and he goes there and like I don't know, yeah. So he's thirty two like, right now. He's making seven point six million. Mm-hmm. Would you bring him back on like a two year fifteen million? Yeah, I would. I think if 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 it means you know you kind of, I, I just don't. I I want I want quickly to really get a chance to to get big minutes, and I worry that. As long as Rose is in the building, Rose is getting those minutes, right? right. Like Tibbs, just, Tibbs just loves that man unconditionally, and I, I worry. Yeah, that's that's my only fear with with Rose, and I just I don't know if he fits in with our timeline because I think it's not even the case of right. Is quickly going to be better than Rose next season? That's kind of the question that we have to ask. Plus, you're you you get to develop quickly in the process. Right, he's and, only twenty one, and he's on a way exactly, smaller yeah. deal. Exactly. Yeah. So that's and an interesting. Want to go? Yeah. Get Lonzo or big game hunt. One guy that I realized I left off that list was Reggie, but we'll get to him in a sec. Oh, that's an interesting. That's one. De- that's definitely an interesting one because I think well, you know we'll talk about him right now. We're kind of have him on a bargain. I feel like for four point two million. Oh my god, we totally do. We have him on a bargain. He's like a he's our smart starting small forward, best wing defender. He's a great three and, three and D, D, like D guy. Three and D guy, on a, which on a playoff team right now. Those guys get paid, man. So he's gonna take more money. That's not happening again. Yeah, that's not happening. So what We're, type of deal yeah. do you see? Because re- I want to bring him back. I like what he does with this team. And, I mean, I don't see us, like, sign. There, obviously, there's no yeah. – we're not going out to get Kawhi Leonard this summer, right? So, like, you kind of have to assume that no. he's going to have a – if we bring him back, he'd have a big role as he did this year. Right. What type of money – he's 30 years old, just turned 30 pretty recently. What type of money would you give him? I would give him – I don't know. This is tough because my ideal vision for next year is we go Lonzo at the one, Quick at the two, RJ at the three. And I don't want to give – because I think Reggie might command $10 million a year. And if he's going to come off the bench, I don't know. That's if not really worth it. Yeah. I don't see quickly starting next year. Really? Even next to Lonzo? Even I think they work so well together. You put quick. Oh, I think so too. Together, but I just I don't it. see it happening with Fair. the way Tibbs has used him this year. That's I think point. Tibbs just likes him as a bench scorer. And honestly, I'm not gonna argue that. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's fair. I would bring Reggie in to be our starting small forward next year. Me too. I totally. Would. I would. Yeah. I don't, Ten million might be generous. I would probably do it at eight or nine. Yeah, like two For years. Like two years. Two years. Eighteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, it's I dicey. Yeah, but it like is dicey. on the other hand, like who, what, what else would we spend this money on? Exactly. Right. I like think... we have money for Lonzo. With by, right. you know, if we can also like sixty million dollars in cap space. Right. We have so much money. Yeah. So I think I mean, and and this is money that you have to spend. You can't just. We've learned this lesson. You can't just conserve this money 
hoping forever. to get big ever, names ever. and hold it forever. Like you got to compete first. And I think Reggie's, yeah. Reggie's done that this year and he's been great. We so. also, yeah, it, it also, it's going to come to the point when I think we're going to have to make a trade soon or, or try to go big game hunting soon because we're going to eventually have to pay RJ and we're probably going to give RJ a max deal and make a decision with Julius. And we have all these players on these low bargain contracts right now. So, I mean, now is the time to kind of use the cap space, but we have to use it wisely. I think that's going to be... You know, it's funny. We have, like, the lowest payroll in the league, and we're still paying Joakim Noah $6.5 million. Actually? For the next two years. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Oh, my God, man. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. He's retired, man. Dude's in Montana living it up. Retired. Phil's retired, and Joakim's retired. Oh, yeah. Well, Phil's been retired, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Joakim's in Montana? I thought, because Phil's... No, no, Montana. that's what I meant. I was confused yeah, about yeah, what you were yeah, saying. Okay, okay. Okay. Joe Kim's like definitely doing shrooms in a forest somewhere. Yeah, he's probably in Montana, honestly. Like that's okay. Next guy, Alec Burks. We have him on a six million dollar contract right now. I want to bring him back. I, I would bring AB back too, man. Why not? I like that guy. I would bring I like him back. Guy. I mean, uh, he probably was. He's having a great year. He's gonna want more than that. We got him on I don't a steal. Think he gets. I don't think he gets that much more than that, though. Right. I don't because, think he okay, gets... That's true because he's yeah. a guy that. I, it doesn't really fit with a contender because yeah. he's ball dominant. Right. And uh, Reggie Bullock fit. I would rather have, if I'm the Lakers, I'd rather have Le- Reggie Bullock. I would. Than yeah. Alec I Burks. think contenders are going to want Reggie Bullock. Yeah, I agree. I would bring yeah. Burks back for $9 million, $8 million. I would one year. I would, I wouldn't give Burks more than one year. Cause I think he also has been very injury prone his entire career. So he's probably never going to get a, a like a, a long-term contract. So yeah, like one year, eight nine million, no problem, no problem with that. Yeah. What team will Frank be on next year? I can tell you one thing: it won't be the Knicks. Sad, sadly enough. You see, I disagree with you there. Okay, I'm intrigued. And, you know, I'm intrigued. And, and because I think there's a part of me that thinks that Tibbs has Tibbs sees something in him. I don't think we know what it is yet. But I think if Frank's market is not very robust, and I, I, I think there's a chance it will, like teams will kind of want to like give him a shot. I think if 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 he's kind of comes at a bargain, I think he's back. I think that's a fair fair assessment because when, I think, when we had Rose out, yeah. Tibbs would be more than happy to play EP and quickly him. forty minutes a night. Yeah. Like he actually he gave Frank some starting chances. He off the bench, the first guard off the bench yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like he Tibbs this hard ass or supposed hard ass like doesn't do that if he doesn't believe in you and exactly. doesn't see your. Work, he also work he does this like he brings Frank in at the end of games to like play defense and stuff and like I don't know and 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 it might just me being hopeful, probably his but I and I've heard like Bagley wrote a story and said that like Tibbs privately tells people that he thinks Nilakina can like develop into something good in the league and like believes in him. And also also, like we don't have to pay him anything. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What's he making? Like more, is he making more than 5 million? He's making 6 million right now. But next year, I mean, right. No, next year he's making 4 million. Exactly. I I, I, I see. I think you have to, I mean, look, if I'm the GM, which I'm not, I'm an 18 year old high school. Who's about high school is about to graduate. Right. I bring him back. Because I just I, I've loved him for so long, and I still see it. He'll never be the twenty and ten guy that I hoped <laughs> since won't. day one. But you are you see the kids' impact in games. Yeah. 
And look, it, it's like, and it, it comes very scattered, and sometimes he's not there. But if he really, if someone tells him, like, this is your role, because I think he's not a point guard. Like, that's just not where his future is. I think he's off the ball. He also, I think we would have traded him if we weren't going to, didn't have any interest in re signing him. Right. Like, I'm, I'm like sure, for a second, yeah. right? Right. I, I agree. I mean, there's definitely a team out there that would take him for a second, I think. That's what I think, too. How's Dennis Smith playing? And, um,. He's like and, doing Dennis Smith shit, I think. Yeah, I, I just haven't heard a thing. Oh god, man. Are the shooting yeah. numbers rough? Not actually as bad as I thought. He's just not. He doesn't get that much burn. He's averaging like seven points a game, forty percent from the field. But. Okay, I mean, if I were Detroit, I would rather ha- I would I would have rather had Frank for Dennis. That's what I thought. I think I think I think that my guess. Sorry, is not Frank, Frank. Not Frank. For, Frank rather than Dennis rather for the Rose Dennis. trade. My guess is they wanted Frank, and we said no. I think we'd rather give up. I think we were kind of lost on Smith. But. Do you sign Norvell Pell for the rest of the year? Big question. Do you sign Theo Pinson to a lifetime deal? Like I, you have to at this. Point. Yeah, you have to. I, I would give Theo. I want to give Theo. Like I want Theo to be on this team. Me too. He's not a good basketball player. You know, good, just good, good vibes, good energy. Like I love our bench. We have like that little fun, like Brooklyn Nets twenty eighteen yeah. thing going. And if we're on that path, like we're looking good. Oh man, yeah. I just what if like that... Theo Pinson just is the guy that will get you stars and build culture? Like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, Not, people love that dude. I, love, I also love his Instagram stories. Like that's something. To look I loved the moment. Yeah. Well, he's also very active on Twitter. Like he'll be like, "Yo, the oh, culture yeah. is great. Everything is great. Like oh, it's yeah. awesome." I love the moment when Reggie Bullock went down the other day, and everyone rushed to him and helped him I out. Know. I thought I that was it. so awesome, yeah. and everything. I loved it. Anyway, Obi Toppin. Do you have anything you want to say about him? Yeah, let's just talk about. I mean, I I think like we know. I don't. I think we know who Obi's going to be as an NBA player. I don't like think he's. I don't know. I. I don't Let's not think, talk about Obi Toppin. Everyone knows enough about Obi Toppin at this point. Yeah, I just, I just, man, that's gonna be a, that's a bad pick. It's not even like a like God, Frank. Dude, it, we, look, like, I know I don't like shitting on our young guys, but golly, like, can you imagine Devin Vassell on this team right now and how perfect that would be? Or you can you imagine Holly on this team right now? The thing with Holly though, like, I, we're not taking quickly though. Like, I'd rather have Vassell and yeah, and quickly rather than like no though, like. Like Hallie's a very good. Hallie's fun to watch. I would love Vassell. I mean, yeah, Denny's terrible though. He's playing like shit. Yeah, he like fouls. But also, like fair, like to be fair, it's very hard to develop on a team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I mean, just yeah, I I can't imagine. I couldn't. I I would. I would retire. That sounds. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds awful. Anyway, I feel bad for Obi. Like I actually went back and I watched his college highlights last night, and I was just like, literally every single point he scores is him like leaking out on the fast break and like catching the ball and throwing down a windmill or like and his post moves are just they're just so not great and like he hustles his ass off he just doesn't get those easy baskets in the nba like he runs down if you watch him he sprints down the floor every play looking for one of those passes right and he's always pointing up for the always pointing, he always wants his law also to like, be fair he doesn't have that guard that pure no. playmaking guard where that no, will that will make those passes like that's not Peyton that's not really Rose, yeah. and that's not quickly. So yeah. it's tough for him. Also, one thing I do want to note: he's always been a late bloomer. As I yeah, read, in, as I, I read mean, in this the, ring, the Ringer know. article by Kevin O'Connor, you never know. He 
didn't have any offers. He took a post-grad year, then played really well, went to Dayton, then redshirted. Like he, he's been yeah. a late bloomer. So I know he's 23. Yeah. He's, yeah. But like, don't, don't be surprised if he goes to the, the, the Olajuwon camp like that Stoudemire did when he learned all those post moves and gets and gets elite and gets yeah. like and like he doesn't have that kind of body hey I think I, I kind of think he does actually he's just no he's too he's too like like straight like his legs are like too long like, yeah he, he's kind of, like mean, a low center of gravity Stout was like power he looks uncomfortable but it's also body, like he's yeah. played like 40 games in the NBA he just gets pushed around a lot like if he, every time he, he posts up guards and he like can't post up guards I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back and he's just jacked as shit. I hope he really is. Like, that would be sick. Like, I hope he gets. That's what he because he needs to be jacked. Like he 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 just gets. He's he's a tweener. Like he's too skinny. He's uh, like he if you were a well seven enough. foot body. Exactly. Just like long legs, long arms. Just like I don't. He's just not like lo, no no low set whatever. But I'm buying every RJ Barrett moment on Top Shot. Yeah, I still just do not understand what that means. I'm buying one, every moment. One, I bought another one yesterday for 18 bucks. One day. I have his Rising Stars moment. I have his like $8 moment with like a pretty good um, serial number though. I've got a yeah. couple of Randalls. I've got a Mitch that – that's just my, like my favorite – this is like my favorite one. The Mitch, the Frank Lob at Barclays to Mitch where he cocks it back. Oh, and he like – I bought yeah, that I one for that. like 160 bucks. I love that play. And I have a Burks it's, moment that I spent like 20 bucks on that's currently selling for like 8 bucks, but I wanted to show love to my guy Burks. Uh-huh. Yeah, respect, respect. If if the Neil Aquina three against the Lakers ever becomes available, we have to buy every single one of them. I'm bidding, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. You don't know the terminology yet. You have no idea what you're talking. No, I, about. I was gonna say like I'm bidding. Uh, yeah, I lost. It. All right, we're done. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, go next. All right, Good to be back. Oh wait, we never looked ahead. Can we look ahead to tomorrow's matchup? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. All right. We have the Pelicans tomorrow. Alonzo's doubtful. I just I'm scared as an ion. I'm he's scared. Who the hell's gonna guard him, Taj Gibson? I have no idea. It's like you can't put Randall on him. The Sixers just could not. I watched the Sixers Pelicans they played the other night. They had no answer for him. He just like he's I don't think anyone has there's not like a player in the league that can guard him. Like the key is like honestly, the key is is let you know Zion's gonna get his but I mean, with Lonzo out, like you gotta let, you yeah. gotta live by the Eric Bledsoe threes. You gotta live with that. Yeah, he just he's he's just he's or incredible. like the Brandon Ingram pull up mid range shots. Like you just gotta live with that. Yeah, you gotta live with those. You gotta let Bi like take Lonzo out of the game. Like Ingram is just not that good. Yeah, he's, I've he's kind of been. Good. I've, he's I've been like down. Empty he's never won. He's never won in the NBA. No, it's no. and he's got a good team now. Where he should he's be in the playoffs. Like, he's like a good mid range jump shooter. Like this team should be better than the than the Memphis Grizzlies. Right, but I don't think SPG is a good coach, and they just don't have like like Adams. That's such that a was bad such a bad signing or trade. trade they I traded mean. for him and signed him to an extension. Like four years, sixty four or something. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a huge deal. This is the Billy Hernan Gomez revenge game. God, He's, I'm so excited yeah, to see he Billy. Killed the Sixers. He did. <laughs> killed the Sixers. Yeah. Honestly, I think we can beat this team, though. I mean, you know that you got. Oh, we. I think. I think we should beat this team. You got like, like, it, like six, but also like, like you know we've game never game. been on a four game. We, we've been on multiple three game winning streaks, and we haven't hit that fourth one yet. It's not. Uh, we're on the road to New Orleans. The Big Easy, my future Big city. Easy. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I don't know. Just shut down Zion and like let Brandon Ingram pull up from like deep twos and let Eric Bledsoe shoot threes. I guess. Yeah, and then Lonzo being out is actually pretty big. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is big. He's he's such a good player. He's such a good player. He's so underappreciated. So on, he's such a good defender, such a good passer. The three point shooting has gone miles. Like he's, I would, I would, I would, I want him on this team so bad. How much are you giving him this offseason? I'm throwing him a bag. Like, explain. Bag. Like, I. Four years, how much? Like, highest bidder. Like, if it gets to four years, 25 million per year, I am giving him. I think I am too. And I don't think that they would match that. I don't think they would either. I think it's rare that, like, a 23 year old player that I think has the potential to be as good as he is has as much in the market, you know, I. It's also a like position of need. Exactly. It's a huge Especially if we don't bring Rose back. Right. And I think, I don't know, I think we kind of have to change the way we play a little bit. But can you imagine him and RJ just like running down the floor in transition? Well, yeah, in transition. We wouldn't be dead last in transition points. No, we wouldn't. And we shouldn't be. Like, we should run. Right. And we've got, you know, with RJ and Lonzo on that team, like, you should be in the top top 11. Yeah. I'm, Even I, on I a Tibbs excited. offense. I don't care who's coaching. Basing man, because he shoots. He shoots so well, well now, and he's such a great passer. Good passer. I mean, he would be great for Obi too. He'd be great for everyone. Great for everyone. Yeah, he'd be throwing. Imagine Lonzo throwing like half court lobs to Obi. Yeah, give, go- give, awesome. give his give his Obi is just a Walmart Zion. Yeah, I just I believe that Zion will be or not Zion. I believe that maybe Zion will be in there too. Fingers crossed. Hey, this but, is my theory, and we're yeah. just totally rambling here. RJ's recruiting his ass. I think he's he not, is, but he's I just, not staying when, in New Orleans for twenty years. When can Zion go? When can because he's a restricted free agent, and then they're going to give him a supermax. I mean, he's going to request a trade, though. He should request a trade. He won't. I mean, it's look. It might take eight years. Right, but AD AD did it kind of quickly, man. I don't know. Oh, I'm just looking at their whole thing right now. AD did it. Why is Zion not on this? Oh, here he is. Yeah. Look, so his contract ends up in 2023-24. They'll obviously give him as much money as he wants. But by 2026, he's requesting a trade. I I don't think he's... And he's coming to New York. He wanted to come to New York since day one. I fucking know it. Yeah. Everyone fucking knows it. With his boy, man. Everyone's going to want to come to the Knicks. Who doesn't want to play with R.J. Barrett? Play with R.J. Barrett. They want to play for Coach Tibbs. They want to play in the Uh, garden. I I don't know if that one's true. I don't know about the second Look, one. Look, yeah. Tibbs, Tibbs is great. He's not our coach of the future. No, he's not. He's our he's our like he's our Kenny Atkinson coach, right? But I don't, yeah, because he's the thing is though this happens with him every single time. People just get tired of him. Like he's he overstays his welcome. Yeah, and then he'll get fired. Like, yeah, but like it'll be a great run. He'll get fired out of good happiness right I it's guess. just like it's time it's there's just gonna be a time for i was like all right now we're bringing like this young offensive mastermind that players like yeah. and that doesn't or need like a, that yeah, doesn't like need really... x's and o's just because we have so much talent exactly like a steve nash i guess I don't know. yeah someone someone like that yeah exactly like what's a good steve nash comp that could be our coach that's like in the league right now is gonna retire vince carter i don't know yeah maybe no Hold clue on. Hold on, let me think. This is uh, actually uh, I'm very intrigued on this. Like it's been 43 minutes and I know like, I know nobody's still listening. Uh, like Chris Chris Paul? Chris Paul, that's a good one. Um Yeah. Who's like a gym rat? Like JJ Reddick? 
Uh, he JJ Reddick's interesting because I think he's super smart. Won't want to be a coach. I like. I, I just like JJ Reddick a lot. All right, this is stupid. What are we doing? Yeah, we're, we're just yeah. We're we're wasting time. It's All been right. a while. Anyway, we're excited to be part of this network. Um, the the basketball podcast network. It's gonna be fun. That's where you can find all these great podcasts. I'm a plug like we haven't signed a contract or anything, but I'm plugging them now. Yeah, you can find these Hawks, Celtics, any all a Good bunch podcast. of teams, some great general podcasts just about basketball and NBA drafts and stuff like that. There's this one that I haven't listened to yet. Um, it's called it's just a Houston Rockets one that looks really fun. It's called Beer Sports and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's gonna be like super interesting. Yeah, all, yeah. all right, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys uh, hopefully tomorrow after the game.